Hello, and welcome. And here we go again. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I sincerely believe this is a waste of our time. I'm here with my brother Artemis. A waste of everyone's time. Time invested in personal growth is never a waste. I'd prefer to personally grow in another direction. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks in a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. Perhaps we're stunting our growth by doing this silly show. You're listening to Metacosmos. But Adabi, how long must we do this for? Can this be a short episode? No, 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 no. I don't want to do a short episode. We had a short episode last week. I think last week was our shortest episode ever. If anything, I think we should make up for it. Like, we have to do a little more show this time. Please, please no. Please, maybe, maybe we can do an even shorter episode this week. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something? No. Here, check it out. We got a letter. Another letter? Yeah, yeah. Our listeners have, like, real concerns, and they, they've been coming through and, like, letting us know about them so that we can be awesome and help them out with their, with their whatever they're working on because we're, like, experts. Experts in what? Metaphysics. Which is, like, anything you can't actually define. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Where's this letter? Here. Here it is, right here. All right, here we are. Dear Bartleby and Artemis, I'm moving into the higher education part of my life and don't find much excitement from the possibilities. I'm supposed to pick something to do for the rest of my life and that just feels so depressing. I just want to experience magic in my life. Real magic. But wizard school isn't really a possibility. Your lives seem pretty magical. How do you suggest I pursue an education in magic? Signed. Hogwarts is hogwash. Oh, dear. Well. Here, let me get that. Oh, it says it's to, to both Bartleby and Artemis. Yeah, and it says my name first, so I should probably answer first. Okay, fine. You, you answer first. Go for it. Okay, Hogwarts is hogwash. I just want to let you know that I'm not so sure exactly how you begin learning to be magical. Because... Being magical is something that kind of just rubs off on you from an, a magical environment. That sounds pretty discouraging. What if, shouldn't you give them a bit of possibility that they're going to be able to achieve this? No, no, they totally can achieve this. There's magical environments everywhere. Do you want to give some examples? Oh, well, yeah. First of all, our magical environment is a magical wardrobe. And it's kind of just like we were just socks in a magical wardrobe inside of a time machine. Just like just being socks rolled up in a drawer. But it's such a magical environment being in a magical wardrobe that eventually we became socks that would critique the fashion choices of the time travelers choosing different magical fashions out of our closet so that they could blend in with the different times. And do you really want to expose all of this? This is something we've never really divulged the full story of. Well, I can leave out details. Well, you're putting in quite a many details. Um, yeah. So, uh, that we, we were just like hanging out in a magical wardrobe, giving fashion advice inside to some time traveling people. And, well, one day we noticed there were handles and buttons and levers and all sorts of cool little things, knobs and stuff. And then we noticed that we had hands. And that we could press and pull and 
and do all the little things that all the little knobs and buttons and stuff would do. Oh, I really don't think you want to expose this. So that's um how we ended up activating the Magic Wardrobe's time-traveling functions. And I'll just let you know, if you ever find yourself, like, time-traveling from one time machine inside of a time machine, you're going to uh, probably never find that time machine again. So... We weren't going to say we were lost. And that, that's, that's here's your first bit of how to have a magical life is you got you to gotta work with the scenarios you're in and make the most out of them. So instead of saying, hey, we're lost and we don't know how to get back home because we're never getting back home because it's a time machine. And how do you find that? So instead, what we do is we tell people that we're paranormal investigators and you know, that works surprisingly well. So if you're ever lost, don't say, I'm lost. Instead, say, oh, I'm uh, investigating paranormal stuff. Have you seen anything? You've just divulged our entire business secrets. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think this is open source information. You want to get this stuff out there so everyone else has an opportunity to not get lost as well. Uh, all right, Bartleby. May I may I start then and give my example of a magical location? Oh yeah, sure. Beside a creek, maybe on a bridge, or at the ocean, listening to the waves. Oh yeah, those are totally magical locations, and you can like let your like heart wander and and find those those magical locations because because it's kind of like a big part of magic is like trusting in the process. Because you're already, like, at the moment that you're existing within all of this. So, yeah, going to the most awesome places, like, you said, like, the beach. Yes. And, like, to, like, a little creek. Yes. And how about, like, by a river? Oh, yes, that that too. Yeah. Uh, or in a bathtub. Wait, what? Yeah, or in a shower. Those, well, a bathroom doesn't quite have the same ambiance as the things examples I was giving. Yeah, but they, they all have the sound of water. And what's your point there? Water's magical, and the sound of water is really good for, like, resetting your cells and kind of finding a good baseline for your, your heart. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, magical places like bathrooms and no, I don't I don't think that's the example I want to give. Yeah. And you go there and you, you get kind of a like you kind of reset yourself and you trust in the process as we were saying. Yes, I I guess that's um maybe it's not so much about the destination, the bathroom as you say, as the journey and the places that you go to along the way. Oh, so true. That's, that's definitely part of the trusting the process is not really worrying about where you're going to get to, but instead, like, kind of just, like, go with where you're at and just kind of, like, get there in your own time or the time that it takes to find who you learn along the way. And you got to follow the first rule of improv. Oh, it's so true. Oh, you're going to say that's true? Come on, Artemis. You're the one always saying no all the time. No, I don't. See, there you go. And so, yeah, the first rule of improv is never say no. But not in a creepy way. Yes, not in a creepy way. It's like, we're not going for non-consent, because improv is a part of consent. So you, like, you go with what's brought to you, like whether you're at the ocean or a bathroom, and you work with it and bring 
like the best of what you got. Like if you happen to be separated from your time traveling machine and then your magic wardrobe and you got to say, am I lost or am I on a new chapter of my life? And it's your attitude that you bring to the situation. Yes. Yes. The flux capatitude, as we put it. Yeah, indeed. Okay. The flux capatitude. That's a really good one to bring up. Okay. So there's like when you're interdimensionally traveling and we mean forward in time, but interdimensionally traveling, because how you emotionally respond, your attitude to anything that happens is going to determine what dimension you go to next. So you want to like work on your attitude so that you can can use it as your flux capacitor, like for time travel, but for interdimensional travel. And it's it, it's it's the flux capatitude. Um, you're going to use your flex capatitude to deal with every situation and make the most out of it in a kind of never say no manner. But not in a creepy way. Yes, not in a creepy way. And, you know, just be open to the possibilities. And, and oh, another way to surround yourself with magic. Yes, what? You get yourself surrounded by cool, like-minded people, but like-minded, like, supportive people who support your progress, not necessarily your destination. Because if they support your progress, you're never quite, like, falling short because as long as you're learning along the way, they're a supportive community. But you have to be that kind of person to get that to be your like-minded people. So, you know, be supportive. Like, see people for who they are right now rather than who you're hoping they're going to be. And that's to be a good friend. And then being a good friend will lead to you having surrounded yourself by good friends because you'll probably shed the worst of the friends who don't want to hear your genuine supportiveness. That, that'll that be awesome. So that's magical. And um, what other ways of uh, finding magic are there? Oh, you could always create artwork. That's a traditional form of magic for eons. Oh, yeah. Make pictures, stories. Uh, music or dances to music. All that is like brings forth a whole like world of experiences that translate to our own issues and pains that we get to process. And then you get to sort your issues out. And if you do successfully sort your issues out while creating artwork or maybe even semi-successfully sort out your issues, but in a way that resonates for others, You can help them sort out their issues. And it's a kind of interdimensional transformation in that it changes their attitude towards things in their lives and then therefore affects the entire interdimensional travel that we all experience. Yeah. Excellent point, Artemis. Thank you. Yeah. So there's like all kinds of great ways that you can like work out your issues while making art and then you can help other people work out their issues while making art. And this is all a great way that you can, like, practice real magic in your life. Yes, though we might want to put a note on this. What you got there, Artemis? Well, like art, magic is not much of one for for making money. Yeah. There's a lot of of manifestation-style magics claiming to be out there. It's true, there are. There are. But they don't follow alchemy's first law, the law of equivalent exchange. Oh, indeed. To obtain something, 
Something of equal value must be lost. Yes, I, I don't know if it's true, but at the same time, there's only so much time we have in this world. So when you put your focus on one thing, like making money, your mind will naturally be less on other things. But you kind of have to make some money. Yes, 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 it's true. But usually if you just do the things, you'll usually make some. But what about retirement? Yes, this economy, it's really hard to say. Could we do an episode on economics? Uh, at this moment, I think I'd rather stay focused on uh, magic. But perhaps economics can be applied to magic? Let's just help out Hogwarts' hogwash, and we can do an economic episode, like, another time. Oh, right, fine. I'm glad you're looking forward to our future episodes of Metacosmos, Artemis. I guess you could call it that. So, uh, yeah. One of the best ways that you can actually manifest anything, though, is to, like, recognize that you're already manifesting and you've been doing it this whole time. And how's that? Well, all of the, the feelings that you get are um, kind of already making the world around you because they've already determined your attitude and, and have gotten you into the dimension you're in. And so, it's kind of like, when you look at the world, you have to, like, you can go, oh, what, like, emotional crutches have helped me navigate myself to this space that I now inhabit? And if you can, like, see what those are, then maybe you can, like, move forward and, like, create a new avenue towards your, like, life because you recognize that what brought you here and the patterns that brought you here were yours all along. Kind of like when Pee Wee Herman fell off his bike and he came falling into the grass and he rolled up to his feet and goes, I meant to do that. And like, that's like really similar um, to when you're like living your life and you just like, you recognize and own that, you know, you meant to do that. Wasn't he just showing off to all the children watching him ride his bike after he watched a bunch of actually professional bike riders doing cool stuff on their bike, and he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, but but in recognizing that he meant to do that, maybe he could practice more on his bike, and even, like, obviously he was good at falling, so maybe he'd done some, like, like falling practice, like doing a keto. Oh, maybe he had. Yeah, Paul Rubens was, like, super talented, and, like, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Oh, yes. Yeah. So magic takes forms in many ways. And that, like, acting is another one of the arts you can do to, to, like, bring forth magic. Some of the oldest, like, shamans were, and theater's roots come back to, like, the oldest shamans. It's, like, really awesome, like, the way that we create community through our artistic expressions and sort out our issues. So, yeah, all kinds of ways to do magic. And so, oh, oh. I just thought of another one. What's that? Talking to plants. That's more about listening to plants, isn't it? Yeah, good point. Yes, people just can't just yammer at the plants. It's really about attuning oneself and listening. Yeah. I think we could do a whole other episode on that. So maybe next time we're going to be talking about plants and talking to plants and listening to plants. We're not going to be doing the economics episode. No, no, 
We're going to do an awesome episode about plants and talking to plants. Yeah, next week. So, wow. Y'all, thanks for coming out and listening. That was an awesome episode. I'm Barlow Nehi, and uh, I'm here with my brother Artemis Nehi. I was looking so forward to doing an economics episode. Yes, but now we're going to have an awesome episode about plants and then maybe economics after that, maybe. Who knows? What do you mean, who knows? We can plan it out. I was looking forward to this. Yeah, so thanks all for coming out. If you want to ask questions or you want to, like, report some sort of paranormal activity that you want us to investigate or something existential activity or metaphysical activity, whatever, I don't know, check out kineticparanormalsociety.com and you can get all of the cool stuff that you need to find there in our contact form. And, yeah, reach out with a question of your own. Metacosmos is produced in association with Humble Hot Air. HumbleHotAir.org, a great place to stream all kinds of great music and perspectives of the world. Because that's what, like, is awesome about Humble Hot Air. And just listening to people's experiences is so magical in itself. So, you know, being open to other experiences is another way to practice magic. Just so you know, Hogwarts is hogwash. And, uh, yeah! You can listen to Metacosmos wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the back catalog. It's awesome. Write us a review or just give us the five stars. You don't have to write anything if you're not feeling up for it. And, um, yeah, Metacosmos is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. Isaac Bluefoot also produces other podcasts, like our podcast about our adventures and the reenactment of our true life, awesome, time-traveling, magical wardrobe adventures, and Superman, Son of Bell, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And also... You can get yourself a deck of the cards he makes, OmenQuest cards, at OmenQuestCards.com. And they're awesome. And they're, like, magical. They're, like, no, like, legitimately magical. I should have mentioned that in the episode. Well, this is the episode. But I mean, like, I wonder how many people stay to the credits. If you stay to the credits, like, maybe mention it in your review. Because then people are like, wow, everyone writes reviews and gives it five stars. Five stars, do that. And they're like, I love the credits. I always stay. And then everyone will know to always stay because sometimes we come up with really smart things in the middle of the credits or funny things usually or something. I don't know. So, yeah, get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards. And if you're like, wow, this this nonsense is the best. I want to put $2 in a little bucket every month. You go to patreon.com slash bluefoot. So you guys are the best. And I can't wait till we do this again. Bye-bye. I love you. I can wait till we do this again. But if you wait till we do this again, we're never going to get to your economics episode. Is this some sort of extortion? Like a carrot you're just going to dangle in front of me? Um, no. No, not at all.